Ellen White gives that gives that prophecy where she says, when the cities are worked, as God would have them, so we're following that method, the beehive method, then that will set in operation a mighty movement such as we have not yet witnessed, which she's talking about the latter rain movement. And this is actually the real motivation behind starting Hive. The biggest potential that we have within our church, right? It's with the lay people. That's where all the resources are. That's where all the, all the talent is. And tapping into that and getting all of them involved, that is a key in advancing God's work at this time of Earth's history. There is one reason and one reason only why Hive exists. And today we're going to learn about it. Jesse Zwicker, founder of Hive, is with me in the studio. And before we're going to talk about Ellen White's vision that she had in 1876, let's start with the name Hive. Uh, Jesse, what does that mean? So Hive comes from the word beehive which uh, is used in Ellen White's writings um, just a few times not not too many um, but basically it comes from a vision that she had in the 1870s she had this vision of San Francisco being a beehive actually she talks about San Francisco being a beehive she talks about Oakland also being another beehive and and, uh, and then she describes in that vision what she saw on how we were going to reach that city of San Francisco with this beehive. And she, and she, she goes on to describe all these little bees, essentially little, little businesses and ministries um, in the city and outside around the city, all to have that influence of really supplying the most pressing needs of society and then being able to share with them the hope that we have um, in in Jesus and in the gospel. So so that was really the beehive uh, where where this where the name comes from, the beehive in uh, San, in San Francisco. Mm, that's interesting. So tell me a little bit more about how it looked like how, how did this beehive look like in san francisco what was ellen white describing how was life like uh in san fran back in the days you know the beehive to me it was so intriguing when i first read that because uh she describes like i don't know at least 15 to 20 different types of activities that the people the church members were doing to really supply the needs of society in during that time, um, she talks about she talks about the the church members doing uh, starting restaurants. Actually, she says she talks about multiple restaurants starting in San Francisco in the same city. Multiple vegetarian restaurants that were open six days a week, entirely closed on Sabbath, right? And then and then about sanitariums around the city, Saint Helena Sanitarium, which is now the hospital. There, she talks about, um, she actually um, mentions a lot about like orphans, 
uh, us taking care of orphans, like having an agency where we help orphans, getting them off the street and, 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 and providing a, an, an Adventist family to, to help them, to take them in. Uh, but not just employ, uh, not just orphans, but also employment, like helping people with unemployment, trying to get them employed into into one of our bees, you know, one of our entities, one of our businesses and ministries, and uh, getting them getting them back on their feet. Uh, she talks about ship mission work. She talks about the schools. She talks about like daycare, kids, schools, many things. Uh, a whole bunch, an array of like a clinic, okay, a clinic in the city of doing treatments. They were doing ship mission work. I mean, just imagine this is in 1900 uh, when it actually happened in 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 San Francisco around 1900, 1906. This is where the population in San Francisco was doubling, like every every few years, simply because everybody was moving into that that this is a coast i mean this is like the west coast and everybody was coming by ship mostly coming on to the san francisco bay and not having showered in you know six weeks or whatever right and and you know the conditions in these in these in these um ships that were coming you know many of them didn't have bathrooms i mean they they weren't all going in first class you know and so they were coming off and and they did a lot of um what they called ship mission work where where they would bring food they would bring um clothing they would bring uh ways for them to shower on the bay okay like on the shore right when they would come Adventists were known for helping these people come off the ground they there's re, there's records of people uh saying hey are you guys adventists you know they're calling down from the ship you know and and trying to make sure that they've got the adventists on the ground helping them because adventists were known for helping these all of these people uh, a good friend of mine doug vin he he's he he's writing his his doctoral thesis on the beehive and on 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 what they were doing it's quite impressive it's amazing what they were doing um and and how these cities were supposed to be worked you know and so they really were such a force for good for unemployment for orphans for all these things for health right they were doing cooking classes they were doing also uh call portering okay i mean they were doing all kinds of things reaching that city demonstrating that God really cares for these people, you know, and, and, and because of it, people had this sense of, man, what motivates you guys to be so extremely uh, nice to us, you know, like, uh, go out of your way to, to do this. And then she says, they then conducted um, evangelistic meetings, and they had to rent large halls, to fit all these people that were interested in hearing about what they had to say because of how they demonstrated the gospel before they tried to preach the gospel. Does that make sense? So I really love that that picture of this beehive and of all this entrepreneurial, you know, missional entrepreneurship going on in, in that one city, not just having the pastors do the work, but really incorporating all of the lay people full time 
in all of these kinds of activities reaching, reaching that city. But when we look back, we realize it's a beautiful story and it's very inspiring for us to hear about it and to kind of do the same today. But when we look at our cities today and also the Bay Area, we don't see it anymore. And we certainly don't see beehives in every major Adventist city around the world. Why didn't it happen, Jesse? You know... I think we just kind of lost sight. You know, uh, Ellen White, there's a story of Ellen White telling, repeatedly telling the General Conference president that they should not just do the beehive in in uh, San Francisco, but really do it especially in New York because New York is such a hub for all kinds of cultures and everything mixing together, you know, 800 languages being represented just in one city. And so she really focused on New York saying, this should be the model beehive. You know, this should be the model um, symbol of how we should reach the cities. And, And if this is the symbol, then every other city should be reached in that same way in that in this in this beehive model way where we don't just conduct evangelistic series but we really um do evangelism in a much more sustainable self-sustainable way with all of these enterprises having a permanent influence in this uh, in that society so so um and and she's like Telling the telling the conference president he needs to be doing this, Elder Daniels, right? He needs to do this. He needs to do this, and then he ends up coming to visit her over in Elms Haven, back in California, and she refuses to see him. And then he asks, like, "Why won't you see me?" Right? And she says, "I have told you what you need to be doing multiple times, and until you do what." you've what you know you need to be doing and he had already done some stuff he had already done some evangelistic campaigns he had set aside some a budget to do some evangelism in new york but it was not enough because because ellen white ellen white gives that gives that prophecy where she says when the cities are worked as god would have them so we're following that method the beehive method then that will set in operation a mighty movement such as we have not yet witnessed, which she's talking about the latter rain movement. Okay. So, so it's about, it's really about doing the God, doing God's work as God would have us do them, really doing this comprehensive beehive model, um, not just in New York, but in every city of the world. And, and that you know and that will produce essentially it will it will mean that we are actually listening to the holy spirit we're listening we're implementing the will of god and and that will in effect allow god to pour out more of his spirit on us and will create that swelling of the loud cry in the time of the end so so i really think that this work and this is actually the real motivation behind starting hive you know it's 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 desiring to really create this a system create an organization that will allow it 
for, for every city to be able to set up these beehives all over the world and for it to just be easier for the advancement of, the God, of God's work, for the incorporation of all these talents um, into, the, into, into this work and work the cities properly so that the latter rain can be more fully poured out. We know it's trickling, you know, it's coming. As we, as we do God's work, as we pray, God, God gives us more and more and more, and, and, but this will swell into that loud cry. So this is actually the work that we have in front of us. This is why we're doing this. This is why we ended up calling Hive Hive, you know, is because of this being our vision. Now, how does that vision practically look like? How does your vision for Hive look like? And how can we be a part of it? You know, I, I wish, I really wish that we didn't have to start this, uh, this organization and this topic now. Because if this is over 100 years later um, from when it was supposed to happen, right? And, and I don't know what has been happening for the last 100 years. But for at least from what I can see now, there is really a need for us to focus on this and try to revive this idea in the consciousness of our people and, and, and for us to really collaborate, for us to, to work together to, 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 to do this. So what we've done to try to uh, make this you know, easy for people to integrate is we've um, we've started a membership so people can become a member. This is free, totally free. Anybody, any, any, any business, any ministry, any entity can become part of this Beehive network. And first, right now, we're just doing it on a on a global scale. Like anybody can join. They become part of our platform where we can direct message each other, and you can set up your your profile or your business profile. And so we understand. Who does what and how can we support each other? And then long term, we really want to create this referral network, like kind of like the Jewish economy, you know, where where we all help each other. We refer clients to each other, uh, uh, not just for economic purposes, but really to devise missional strategies on a local level to create these beehives on, you know, in a local level countrywide, but then really citywide, so that we integrate with the local churches, with local conferences, with the unions, etc., to really advance the work of God, incorporating all of the lay people, you know, which I don't like that term, but, you know, the, the, the business people, the professionals that are not necessarily working as pastors, but are working on their projects and incorporating that, teaching them how to do missional stuff with their with their business, but then, but then, uh, but then, really integrating it with the work of the of the local uh, church, local conference, uh, etc., and with other with all the other businesses and ministries that are doing that are doing stuff, and so really creating these you know strategizing groups that are developing these kinds of beehives all over the world. That's really the that's really that's our uh, that's our focus. This is what we do. Um, so yes, I invite you be part of it, become a member, you know, you can, you can sponsor, you can, you can, um, organize a local group. Like let's, let's do this. Let's make this happen, um, to advance the work of God, because I really think that, that 
the biggest potential that we have within our church is in these lay people, right? It's with the lay people. That's where all the resources are. That's where all the all the all the talent is, and and tapping into that, um, and and getting all of them involved. That and especially businesses, actually many businesses. I mean, there are thousands of businesses that are owned by Adventist Christians. You know, that have thousands of clients, right? So really taking advantage of that potential um, is a key in advancing God's work at this time of Earth's history.